Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Let it Hello. All right, Sharita, two nights in a row. <laughs> Sharita is already doing roll call. I liked and shared. Best seat in the house. What about the vote? Did you vote? Did you nominate? What's up, good people? The Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, Sharita said I also voted. <laughs> good evening, Camille. Ashley, good evening. I listened to last night's replay and man, fire, 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 fire. Ready for tonight. <clears throat> good evening, Dominique. <laughs> she said, woo, y'all early. Yep, they got the line going around the building, around the corner and around the block. I think I need some of oh, my phone is here. Joycey, bringing the good news tonight. Good evening, Diana. Chevelle. Good evening, Sylvia. Crystal Adgers, good evening. Pastor Vell, Darlene Henry. <clears throat> good evening, Coach Ebony. Rhonda Johnson, good evening. Evangelist Gwen, Pastor D. Lily, hello, Brittany. Yvonne Ramos, you've been with us. Wonderful. Gwen Molden, hello, Mimi. And we send you love and flowers on this, this anniversary morning for you this morning anniversary good evening Jenny Elisa Salinas you've been with us faithful come on Dixie Charnette Jenny Pastor Carolyn Jerry Ronnie Bonner Pastor Beverly Lisa Palmer 
Karen Jamison. Good to see you. Good to see you, Danielle. Mrs. Mays, please. Priscilla Harris. Good evening, Erica Carpening. Diane Washington. Maria Pantano. <laughs> you made it on. Coach Latanya, Gwen Molden. She's singing with me. I feel it in the atmosphere. Good evening. Thank you, Leah. Like, share, and vote it. Let's give her some air time. Candy. Nicole Coleman. Everyone on YouTube can go ahead and hit subscribe. Coach Maria, good evening. Aldemani, Frederica, Keisha, Deja, Demisha, John Booker, Agwe, Karen Flippin, good evening. Mike Rose, Angela Copeland, Kamisha. You made it, Renee. Shaylin is present. Good evening, Anna. Anya, all right. Ramanita. Welcome. If you just take a moment and share some love with Mimi, love you is her name on here. If you would just share a little love with her, send her a heart or some flowers online. Just take a moment and, and do that now, if you will. She's uh, six years grieving the loss of her baby girl, and today's the anniversary date. So we just want to show her our love and our support. Send her more than good vibes and positive energy. Send her a prayer of healing, deliverance. That's right. Look at the screen, Mimi. Much love coming to you from Facebook and from YouTube. Um, I want to thank those who gave on Cash App. I want to thank Brittany. She just says for a big thank you. Anna Roman for her nightly sessions. For Elitza for helping me to fix what I never knew was broken. And she has a tear emoji. That, was, that touched me last night. I wanted to call you last night when I saw it. Ashley. For listening to last night's replay with a big heart. And thank you, Candy Oates, for her self-awareness journey. Y'all are amazing people in my book. Amazing people in my book. I just want to scroll and see. I know I had read a couple of testimonies today. How is everyone doing today? Are we excited? Alright, here's a testimony. I'll read this one and then we can get into our work for today. Good morning. As I'm listening to this replay from last night, I was listening to the testimonies. Man, that last one hit me different. 
because for years I've had that fear to be around or even talking to you and not so much fear honestly but I guess being scared to take care of these messy dark places in my life and past thinking of the last argument I sure always would make it worse said things without thinking and it's all the time and then after I am not feeling that way about the situation big on doing assumptions as well wow the you never or you always is me well, I mean, was me because I am becoming more self-aware now. And during so detox, I've been understanding myself, being able to take the fault or criticism and actually listen to my partner. It's funny because he always tells me if you need time to actually think, th then say that and not just let the situation get that heated and bad. Because when it gets bad. Because when I get bad, because we don't speak sometimes for days, as you were talking about your son's father and not talking for a month, that is how I would act and have to keep this energy going and acting serious, even though I really wanted to speak. I know that's right. Man, I no longer want to react off feelings or what I make up in my mind. Last night was powerful. I definitely felt something when you spoke in those statements as I was listening. And honestly, I know I missed last night and I really have to stop and start fighting this fear of taking these layers off. I've already come so far and we are almost at the end of the lives. Yes, but I know that I have a journey ahead of me becoming more self-aware, becoming a more self-aware person thanks to you and also actually making this year about me. I'm so happy that you chose this topic this year. This month has really been so good with getting to know myself more and also appreciate the alone time and make sure I have more of that going forward. I have even been taking more time to just think of my thoughts, working towards the wardrobe part, laugh, because I am always in sweatpants. So soon enough, when I get a chance to, I will be shopping for some new outfits to get out of this mindset of wearing sweats every day. I'm learning to love myself little by little and accept me for me. Not sure if you saw my little testimony the other night on the Spaces app. Sorry for this long email. I was hearing the podcast replay and so much kept coming to my mind as I'm listening. Thank you very much for sharing that testimony with us tonight. We appreciate every testimony I shared on last night. It's like y'all are giving me my flowers. It's like flowers when I read these testimonies. They, they're meaningful to me. I have uh, drawers in my house full of cards that people have given me. I'm one of those type. And um, people laugh when they see us. Remember you gave me this years ago? No, I don't even remember giving that to you. Um, it's like a mother. That matriarch really is in me because I'll have cards from people years ago. One of my leading love languages is words. So I take words seriously and I would never say something that I don't really mean. Um, it takes me, if ever, forever to find buy a card because some of them are too mushy and they just, the words are just like overpowering for me. So I, when I say it, I really have to mean it. And that's just the power that language and word has over me. Good, y'all still giving Mimi love. Great. All right. So how did we do on last night? 
Thank you, Sylvia. Yes, Brittany. Amen. Last night we talked about awareness is the ability to be conscious of the experiences and stimuli that ultimately determine how you take in and process information. What you think, believe, and sense is a reflection of what is already dwelling and steering within you. Self-awareness in a nutshell is looking at your internal filters and making sense of them. Your life experiences, beliefs, values, assumptions, biases, fears, and expectations all influence how you listen. And how you listen is the key to how self-awareness can affect communication. There are three parts to this internal experience. Does anyone know the three parts? There are three parts to this internal experience. Does anyone know the parts? Did you write them down in your notes? Three parts to this internal experience. Come on, let's talk about change. See if I can get it on this screen and go back to my viewing. Let's talk about change. That's why we're here, right? We came to talk about change. Ooh, Rhonda, come on. See, those ones that be hiding in the back. Your thoughts, your emotions, and your bodily sensations. Very good. I'm going to read this part over again tonight because I want to get it in you. Thinking, as you would imagine, is connected to your what? Thinking, as you would imagine, is connected to your what? Y'all working that. Mind. Yes, Renee. The three parts to your internal experience is your thoughts, your emotions, and your body sensations. Yep. Thinking, as you would imagine, is connected to your mind. While sensing is connected to your what? Sensing is connected to your what? That's right. Body. Good, Renee. Good, Pastor D. There are three parts to this internal experience. Your thoughts, your emotions, and your bodily sensation. Thinking, as you would imagine, is connected to the mind, while sensing is connected to the body. Just think about goosebumps to remember it. Sensing, goosebumps. Think of your body. And when you intersect the two, when you intersect thinking... <laughs> with sensing what's the emotional component that you have
feelings. That's right, Charnette. Thinking, as you would imagine, heart or mind, it's all one place, really, is connected to the mind, while sensing is connected to the body. When you intersect the two, when you intersect the mind and the body, when you intersect thinking and sensing, you have feelings. They are at the intersection. At the intersection of thinking and sensing is feelings. The emotional component that can be affected by your thoughts. It's an emotional component that can be affected by your thoughts. Kamisha's back to work, y'all. The emotional component that can be affected by your thoughts, but isn't always what? Why is it that you cannot depend on your feelings? Because they're not always what? Logical. Yes, Pastor D. They are not always logical. That's right. They're not right. They're not facts. They're not logical. It's not using logical thinking. But self-awareness is your ability to recognize and separate these different experiences. Self-awareness is your ability to recognize and separate these different experiences so you can address each for what it is. Let me just hit this part because we're really started right jumping in tonight. Think about the last heated argument you had with someone. Did it happen today? The kind of argument that left you feeling out of control, flushed. Confused, exhausted. Can you remember what you thought, what you felt, and what you sensed? And more than likely you couldn't. You felt rage, probably anxiety, anger. Because it all probably ran together and intensified an already intense situation. Got to change our behavior. But we have to use our self-awareness. It's the key to learning how to control the components that lead to that powerful intersection. Did you find yourself saying things without thinking first? Tossing around accusations and assumptions as if they were facts. Perhaps not being able to distinguish what was coming from within from what was coming from the other person. Most importantly, did you find it difficult to listen, deeply listen to the other person? If you were asked to repeat what was said, could you do so with an expressed understanding? Or would you just be mirroring for accuracy, parroting back, echoing? Because feelings is that intersection and feelings is going to have an interjection 
And it's going to interject some personal experiences, some biases, some feelings, some disappointments. So when feeling comes in, let me explain something to you for a moment, how your brain works. Your mind is, God is just so amazing. Men will never figure him completely out. When you experience something in your life, there's a recorder. And it records every experience from our life. When we're sleeping, when we're under anesthesia, if we're sleeping in, in a deep dream, if we missed it, but we were there, your mind is taking a recorder. And once it has recorded something, it has what's called a memory. Now, a bad memory can wash out good memories because of the, the intensity of the understanding that your eyes or your ears sent to your brain it could actually rearrange some memories it could even alter memories that they're not true that's why people can really say a lie so many times and then they actually believe the lie you do have more control over your mind if you look at all of the not so good or poor ways we handle our mind with lying and with stress. If we turn that all around for the positive, you can actually have more determination over the destination of your mind. So your mind is automatically going to look for a familiar memory. So just think for a moment. Just pretend you got a committee up there working. And when you get into this argument with someone, it's not so much the argument or the words that are even being stated by the other person. It's the biases that you have. Let's just say that you get rejected a lot. Or you believe you get rejected a lot. So when this argument happens. Right away your mind is going to say. Hey this is familiar. Rejection's getting ready to happen. Fight. Get defensive. Don't let them get the last word. Cut them off. You got to get them to hear you. Because you're getting rejected again. You're getting rejected again. You're getting rejected again. So fight or flight begins to kick in. So when you allow things to go to your feelings, your feelings is like a vending machine. And it's going to put in that coin, which for tonight's teaching would be a familiar feeling or memory. And what gets vended from this vending machine is something familiar that you've already had. A personal experience, biases, feelings, and disappointments. That's why in the movie Violet, she would let people leave, but inside she would be begging them not to leave her. She would even tell some people to leave, but inside she's saying, please don't go, please don't go, please don't go. Because you are, no, you are going to act and respond out of your feelings now. Instead of being able to be self-aware and confident and express what you really want for the person. I really want you to not leave me. And when we argue, we may have arguments over the bills or the children or who was supposed to handle something and no one ended up handling it. But really, when I'm arguing back with you, I'm arguing with a defense to so you won't leave me. So you won't reject me. So you're arguing about who forgot to pick up the children, but I'm arguing about please don't leave me. That's what feelings does. And we have arguments, discussions, some form of communication going on, even if it's a miscommunication, it's a communication that's going on, but we're really not in 
the discussion with the same topic. One's fighting for one thing and the other's fighting for the point. So when you bring feelings in, feelings are going to bring in personal experiences, which is memories. It's going to bring in biases. Oh, this is familiar to me. It's going to bring in feelings. Oh, what they're really not saying is, or what they, what they really want to do. They're, they're just trying to find a nice way to leave me. When all they want you to do is change your behavior. It's going to bring in past disappointments. Self-awareness is that antidote that we need to stop the internal flooding, the red screen that lit up for violet. That's literally what's going with. I can't probably say literally, but figure, figuratively, that is what's going on in your body with that red that comes across the screen in the movie. Your body is going through that with cortisol. It's not healthy. It's not good on our heart. It's not good on our veins. It's not good for our blood. So that means our blood pressure, which means our heart. Self-awareness is the antidote to this internal flooding. Especially in situations of conflict that isolates and identifies your internal filters. Nothing like the movie Kiri. Well, I don't know. I probably can look at it now with a different perspective. Yes, it's right, Pastor D. As he says, another replay. So self-awareness is going to help you know what is happening inside of me. Am I really discussing the fact that I blew it today? I blew it in the meeting. I forgot to pick up something very important for the third time and I promised I would handle it. Or am I projecting my thoughts onto this person? Am I feeling a specific emotion like anger or sadness? Is my body giving me sing signals that I'm in a flooding situation? Is my body numbing out? Is, am I going through a flushing right now? Knowing how self-awareness can affect communication can improve every relationship in your life. Who doesn't want to improve every relationship in their life? I mean, if it's in your life, you've given it consent, so it's there. It's not going to go anywhere. So how about we improve these relationships? Even the relationships that you have on your job or in your church or in your, your any form of business that you really don't want to have. But you're in some sense forced in those relationships. Wouldn't you want to make them as best as possible? Who wouldn't want to improve on? That's right, Pastor Beverly. Who wouldn't want to improve on every If I've got to have you in my life. If the common denominator is the paycheck. If the common denominator is God. If you're going to be in my life. I want to at least be able to improve upon this relationship. It's a powerful tool, people, that can facilitate problem solving and resolution of deep-seated issues. Not in them, in us. So when we go back to that heated argument memory, and we're, we're going to learn to be careful with words like, I feel like you. Because no one is responsible for your feelings. We don't even have a clue that you're feeling rejected. We don't, we're wondering why you are on 10 and the discussion is a 2. We don't know what's going on. But we're always hearing, I feel like you. And you never, you always, you don't 
We learned on last night that those are land mines when it comes to effectively communicating. They blur the lines. They muddle the internal experiences of our thoughts, our feelings, and our sensation. And it leaves both parties confused. The listener is now very defensive and the situation is much more intense. And we were just talking about uh, beans. Imagine now how that argument would have sounded if you were able to separate the components of your interior space. And this is where I just want to, I want to just recycle. I want to rehash last night. I, I, I wish I could do it every day because I want you to get it in your spirit, man. I want you to get it in your soul. When you can recognize the components that you tend to operate in, you can own your inner life. And when you cannot recognize it, you cannot recognize your biases, your experiences, how they're showing up in the conversation, you're far more likely to take ownership of these behaviors when you become self-aware. Remember on last night, I feel like is a side door introduction of thought. I, that's, that means only me is having this conversation, feel I can't feel what you're feeling. Ten of us could have the same situation, be at the same event, experience the same level of, of death in our life, but we all experience it differently. So I can't feel what you're feeling. I mean singular. Feelings are owned by the individual. So it's a side door introduction of thought. It's an assumption. It's an accusation. Because feelings are feelings and they aren't logical and they don't need to be justified or defended. They just simply are feelings. So I just want to repeat our line tonight so you can get it in your spirit and we can move on from there. So let's practice this. I feel like you don't care about or love me. Come on, say it after me. Practice using your words. Leave out the emotion and take responsibility. I feel like, so you're admitting I'm feeling like this and I'm sharing with you my feelings. I feel like you don't care about me or love me. That is speaking with clarity and out of self-awareness. Now listen to the rest of the statement. I feel very sad. Now right there, somebody's going to probably be a little bit on edge with those two statements because so far what we are here to talk about has only been you. I feel like... You don't care about me. But you're speaking with clearly and you're bringing self-awareness to it. I feel very sad. In order to score above four in self-awareness in your assessment, you have to be able to know and express how you feel. 
If it's always, I don't know, or I'm fine, or that's just how it goes, that's just how it is, you're not self-aware. Self-aware people put a period at the end of the statement. This is how I'm feeling. No, these feelings aren't accurate, and I'm going to find out why I am being flooded with this emotion, this feeling right now. But right now, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling sad. I feel like you don't care about me. I feel like you don't love me. I'm being self-aware. And this is where I take responsibility in my self-awareness. I feel very sad at what I'm making up in my mind is that you don't love me anymore. Instead of yelling and throwing accusations, you know you don't love me anymore. You know this is just a setup. You know you're lying. You know you always did this. I should have known when you did that, that what you really meant. What? How do we even dissect this? I feel very sad. And what I'm making up, admit it. You don't understand these feelings, so it's in me. What I'm making up in my mind is that you don't love me anymore. And then bring them in the conversation. Is that true? Give them a chance to respond. You want facts. You want logic. Not feelings and emotions. When you can recognize the components in your own inner life, you are far more likely to take ownership of it and communication can improve. I promised you on last night that we were going to go into the remaining steps and let's see. This is where we're going to go. Here we go. All right. Communication can improve. Absolutely. And that means our relationships can improve. Who doesn't want that? Look, I haven't been able to get away from you. You haven't been able to get away from me. We're at work. We're at church. Uh, we keep ending up on the same ministry team. Um, we're married. We're in this relationship. We have children together. We might as well work on improving the level of this relationship as best we can. Can we do some adulting here? Remember that in our personality assessments? Can we do some adulting here? So this is why self-awareness and communication is important. I've definitely expressed it directly and indirect indirectly. One, it helps us to understand ourselves better. No hands, no hands, Joycey. What we're talking about, Sharita, is relationships. And remember, relationships are relating ship. So it's not love. It's people that you have to relate to. And we put it in a ship. What is one's actions are matching up with their words? What if one's actions are matching up with their words? If the person isn't able or ready to state it, you cannot have a conversation and call it effective communication if you are assuming. 
You have to wait till the other person evolves enough to feel safe enough to be honest with you. So you may really be head on with something, but the other person's not ready to be honest with you or to even unpack those feelings because they are afraid of your response. You might be a hitter. You might be someone that walks away and rejects them. You may be someone who emotionally shuts down. That hurts almost as bad as someone walking out the door that you really want to have a conversation with. I'm sure everyone here has experienced a moment where they really wanted to tell someone, don't leave me. But outside, I don't care if you go, get out. Don't come back. I wish I never met you. I should have never gave you a chance. But inside, we're crying. Like, Please don't leave. Don't worry about the typos. I know you're trying to answer your question fast. We got you. We're here for a reason tonight. Self-awareness, number one, is important because it helps us to understand ourselves better. These are reasons why I need y'all to stand on these principles to continue to work this year. Number one, it helps you to understand yourself better. You need to understand yourself better because it will allow you to know what your needs are. And how your thoughts and feelings affect your actions today and tomorrow. Without self-awareness, we cannot know what is going on with our emotions or thoughts. Which makes it hard for us to make healthy choices or to make positive changes in our lives. If you don't know yourself, then you have no idea why or what your actions are leading to. Isn't that true? If you don't know yourself, then you have no idea why or what your actions are leading to. If you don't know yourself, how can you fix the problems that have led to these mistakes? How can you avoid making similar mistakes in the future? This is topics for you to discuss with yourself in a self-aware mindset. The first part of self-awareness, 101, self-awareness, to understand myself better. Self-awareness, 101, to understand others better. You are not in this world by yourself. You are not in this world by yourself. So you might as well work on self-improvements and improvements that's going to collectively better your relationships. You know, I, I laughed with someone today because we both witnessed someone who was using their personality as an excuse to be the way they are. And we laughed because it, we said, yep, we knew it would be a few of those that would pop up. Oh, I'm, that must be my personality. Uh-uh. You need to realize that that's your personality and you need to go back and correct that because you're not in this world alone and nobody has to bend under your personality flaws or more professionally said for mental health, your personality weaknesses. No one has to bend to that or bow to that. We have to collectively come together with all of our personalities and reason together. And we reason together by not saying, well, I'm sorry that I'm a T or well, I'm an A. Well, I'm sorry, I'm a J. Well, I'm a P. No, y'all not going to pull that in. Another person in the group said today that personality assessments is a tool, not a crutch. It's a tool 
and not a crutch. And when she said that, what she was saying is it's not something we lean on for an excuse. It's a tool we use to show up better, to act better, to treat people better. It's an awareness that I have a tendency to do this. So I know this now. So I'm going to start working on this as a tool. I'm going to be better in my personality. Imagine if someone could look into your future and tell you how you're going to respond, how you're going to show up under pressure, in challenges, inside of conflict. And you choose to stay the same because that's what your personality assessment is. Your personality assessment is telling you you're going to tend to do this during this situation. You're going to uh, have to work this muscle here because you tend to get overwhelmed during this situation. And your personality type tends to um, struggle with low self-esteem. So it's not going to be people's responsibility to esteem you. You're going to have to learn the tools of self-esteeming. The personality assessment is a tool, not a crutch. Don't bring it. It's grow up time. We're in adulting. We're 26 days in adulting. We got four more nights together. And then the camera goes off and the lights go off. Then what are we going to do? When I check back in with y'all, what are we going to do then? Absolutely, Minister Brittany. So remember, we have an outside world and an inside world when it comes to self-awareness. So we have to better understand ourselves and we have to better understand others. Let's talk about that part. Number two, better understanding others. Self-awareness also helps us to understand other people better because it allows us to know and understand our thoughts and feelings towards that person. I don't want to go either, Ron Bonner. That's why I think it's going to be a good year. I think we're going to be on here maybe Friday nights, Saturday evenings or something. We'll connect on here. My paid sessions start. Go, Charnette. Yes, um, Minister Brittany and Anna, it was at, I, I don't know if she's going to allow me to say her name, but I'll just make her some more Kool-Aid. She works really cheap. Um, but that was Minister Leah's line. And that was powerful. We have to give her credit for that. All right, so let's talk about understanding others. Self-awareness also helps us to understand other people because it allows us to know and understand our thoughts and feelings towards that person. Ooh. Do you know your honest thoughts and feelings towards that person? If there's already some thoughts and feelings towards someone that's negative, imagine, imagine what your feelings are intersecting from sensations and thoughts. And they're interjecting in your conversation, your communication, your body language. When you can understand your thoughts and feelings towards that person, this will allow you to better understand their feelings and the level of concern they are experiencing. Go ahead, Elder Manny. You're doing your work, boy. 
and put you up here because you're doing your work. Mm-hmm. Yes, Brittany. Self-awareness. Number two, we said, it's understanding other people. Thank you, Anthony. That's really good. And it helps us to understand other people better because it allows us to know and understand our thoughts and feelings towards that person. This, in turn, allows us to better understand them. We're talking about empathy and the level of concern they are experiencing. In turn, this will help us to know what our behavior should be and how to respond appropriately. Absolutely, Mr. Jerry, do well. This will help us to know what our behavior should be and how to respond appropriately. Number three, it helps us to control emotions. Stop being such an emotionally aggressive person, an emotionally driven person, someone who thinks with their emotions. Very good, Mrs. Mary's Place. You're aware. We're here. We are here. So it helps us to control our emotions. Self-awareness also allows us to control our emotions and productively use them. You see the difference? To productively use our emotions. God doesn't even allow the devil to use him. He uses him. Why are we allowing our emotions to use us when we are supposed to be using our emotions? Because if we use control our emotions and productively use them to strengthen personal relationships and manage conflict, promotion will come your way. Peaceful relationships will come your way. Self-awareness helps us to control emotions and not let them gain the upper hand. If you are emotional, you will more than likely make decisions that are not in line with your values. That's a very strong statement right there. And something like this, you could stay on probably three weeks, three sessions with someone. And you're giving them assignments and you're having them go out and have these conversations and have these truths and you're sending them out to the public or to friends and you're asking them to do certain things because you want to make sure that their emotions are not leading them in their decision making. Because when your emotions are leading in the decision making, you are not living to your values. Number four. It helps us communicate effectively. We've been talking about that. I'm pushing that. I want to see better communicators. It helps us to communicate effectively. We have all made mistakes in communication. God knows we have. At least once or twice. Definitely more. And often during stressful times. And often during stressful times, when we are feeling hurt, angry, or insecure because of something that has happened or is happening in our life. 
self-awareness helps us to communicate clearly and effectively so that we can express ourselves appropriately. Who wouldn't want that? This also allows us to avoid hurting each other unnecessarily. Doesn't that feel better? That's good, Sylvia. I see your comment there on YouTube. This allows us to avoid hurting each other unnecessarily. Do you want to continue another year of hurting people? Especially when it really wasn't your intent or it was your intent because you were under emotional influence. You weren't sober. You're under emotional influence. Number five, it allows us to understand our motives. See how I segue right into that? That's beautiful, Arthur. That the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Self-awareness helps us to understand our motives. Self-awareness allows us to know our motives and how they can affect the way we see others. It is important for you not to only understand your motives, but also what you are trying to do with them, as well as the effects of it and how it worked out in the end. Thank you, Pastor Vell. Motives. Know your motives. Thank you. Pastor Ronnie, know your motives. Motives, they affect how you see people. Number six, it allows us to set goals. I was speaking with some individuals on the weekend and they were sharing how I, I the, setting goals is the farthest thing from my mind. I've never been able to set a goal and if I thought I had, I've never been able to keep one. When you are self-aware, it allows you to remember your goals. Being self-aware allows us to set individual goals. Being self-aware allows us to set individual goals. Based on our own needs, if you're not at the top of the list, you're going to have trouble setting goals for yourself. Being self-aware allows us to set individual goals based on our needs and desires rather than the expectations of others. Remember the victim, the rescuer the other night? Because we are aware of ourselves, we know what is important to the self so we can make changes according to the benefit of thyself. You got to be at the top of the list. You have to make up your mind to let go of the victim mindset, the rescuer mindset. You have to make up your mind. We made a vow the other night. Go back and replay it. I'm going to clip that little part and have that right on the podcast for those that want to just hear that. And a prayer that I prayed, I'm clipping those. And I'm just going to have them solo because it's something you need to listen to every single day. When we're done, I'm going to have an affirmation from this teaching every single day on the podcast. 
There's been a lot of powerful statements on here. And it needs to be said and spoken over yourself by you. Everyone else has laid hands on you. Everyone else has spoken words of prophecy to you. Everyone else has spoken words of encouragement to you. I challenge you this year. Let it be your words. The meditation of my heart. <coughs> it allows us to set individual goals when we are goal minded by focusing on ourselves. Ooh, that's not going to sound good to some people. Because we are aware of ourselves, we know what is important to the self. Then we can make changes according to the benefit of thyself. Self-awareness, still number six. Self-awareness gives you a feeling of control over your life. Anyone just feel like their life is out of control? Or do you feel like your life is in the control of someone else? Self-awareness gives you a feeling of control over your life. And that brings dignity back to you. If you are self-aware, you become aware of how badly you want or want it to die. I've had those conversations this week. When you are self-aware, you realize that your life is not over. That in fact, your life is at a restart in 2022. You realize that not only is your life isn't over, that there's going to be another day. And that can become a source of strength when you are self-aware. Number seven. Number seven. And now number seven, self-awareness allows you to avoid obsessive compulsive disorder. You know, I, I will never speak against therapy, psychiatric counseling, psychotherapy, never. We, we're trained as mental, mental health coaches that these all work together for the good of them, for God's people. And I don't mean saved people, I mean the humans of this earth. And there's so many things that can be done if we were only aware. It's almost like everyone runs to the medical doctor when they're having issues, but no one runs to a holistic doctor. Is there something that I can do that I really don't need to take a a, a pill that's made in a scientific lab. Do I need to put this chemical in my body that's going to cause a reaction with the chemicals that's already naturally in my body? And what are going to be the side effects of the chemicals in my body with the new chemical that's being added to my body?
why don't you just stop for a moment and do some of the work that you would learn here from coaching, life coaching, mental health coaching. At least make it a beginning start and find some of the preventative work that you can do. Everybody doesn't need anxiety medication. Not everyone. There may be a few, maybe a, a, a good number. But a good number also doesn't need anxiety medicine. They need to understand their problem. And, and, and neither should be a replacement of the other. I think it all needs to work together. The greatest form of self-awareness is being able to maintain your own identity without letting others define you. Without letting others define you. That um, post evangelist Gwen give me a feeling of control over my life. That's not number. Um, yeah, that's number six. That works under goals. All that is under goals. Number seven is talking and teaching us that self-awareness allows us to avoid obsessive compulsive disorder. OCD. The greatest form of self-awareness is being able to maintain your own identity without letting others define you. You can be aware of how you react and behave so you don't become your actions. Being self-aware allows us to avoid obsessive compulsive disorder by not allowing ourselves to allow our minds and bodies to fall into the pattern of having to meet certain expectations to feel cherished or loved or perfect. Obsessive compulsive disorder is still a pleasing mindset. The greatest form of self-awareness being able to maintain your own identity without letting others define you. You can become aware of how you react and behave so you do not become your actions. You're not your actions. Being self-aware allows us to avoid obsessive compulsive disorder by not allowing ourselves to allow our minds, listen, this is the prescription, to allow our minds and bodies to fall or follow into a pattern of having to meet certain expectations to feel cherished or loved. I see you, Karen. I see you, Minister Jerry. I see your comments about OCD. Passed down from a parent, another one struggling with OCD. That's the prescription right there. It's time to find your own identity and maintain your own identity. And not allow yourself to allow your mind and your body to fall into this pattern of having to meet certain expectations to feel cherished or loved. And it can really go to an extreme place where you will need more than medication. You will need psychiatric help along with medication. Turning light switches off and on. Double locking doors and double checking to see if the door is locked. 
jumping over the cracks in the sidewalk. It can get really traumatic and really bring a, a huge disruption to your life if you don't begin to do this work now. You have the power and the authority to determine the destination of your minds, your thoughts, your will, your desires. It's only your responsibility. No one's coming to save you. You have the key to the changes in your life. Refer to yourself as the change agent. If you don't like it, change it. If you can't change it, get help with it. Number eight, when you are self-aware, it allows you to avoid escaping reality. Mm. It allows us to avoid escaping reality. Mm -hmm. We talked for a second last night on, on our ending of the show. What is it that we use to escape reality? We are not what we do. We are who we are and what we think. Thank you, Cynthia Bazin. Get that mic, Karen. Pick it back up. Come on, repeat that with me. I am not what I do. I am who I am and what I think. And that's why we've got to get that mind together. We cannot control how our minds work, nor can we control our bodies. But that does not mean you should accept them unconditionally. Our thoughts and actions cause others to react in certain ways. To which your response will change the outcome of the situation or either cause you more harm than good. There is a level of control and maintenance that you can have. There is. And it's not changing or controlling how our mind works. It's learning how it works so we can change the channel. I'm going to close on number nine because I want to read this statement to you. I think it's a perfect way to end the evening. Actually, I'm going to take us to number 10 because we're finished with this section right here. You are not your mind, number nine. You are not your mind, nor is your mind or brain limited by it. You are not your mind, nor is your mind limited by it. Mm. The brain is constrained in several ways, but it can easily be freed from those constraints just as it can and should be freed from the constraints imposed upon you by others. The brain can be freed from negative feelings and harmful thoughts because it is not limited to those and it does not ever have to be. You really determine the destination of your mind, but it's almost like 
your mind perishes for lack of knowledge. Your control perishes for lack of knowledge. This is a quote by Bill Wilson. You can change your mind so you can control your brain. You can change your mind so you can control your brain. And the last one for tonight, it allows us, number 10, it allows us to overcome the struggle of being self-conscious. Awesome, Cynthia Bazin. Sounds good. Number 10, it allows you to overcome the struggle of being self-conscious. Every time you need to become more self-aware than you have overcome the struggle of being self-conscious. And this is just one more reason why self-awareness is so important. Every time you need to become more self-aware, you have overcome the struggle of being self-conscious. And it doesn't mean being conscious of yourself. Self-conscious is someone who really just sees them and it's not always in a good light. It's, it's, usually, it's usually amplified by an insecurity of their self-conscious. What they say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's that type of self-conscious that you need to. It's not the good kind. You need to release that and become self-aware. All right. So tomorrow we're going to jump back in. We are getting down the wire. And we're going to move into, let's see if I want to have time to deal with this. Yeah, that's what I'll do it. Tomorrow we're going to deal with pride. We're going to deal with being unteachable. Oh, my audience is making noises. We're going to deal with being closed off. Oh, audience. I think I just lost my audience. And Karen says, Jesus, it's me again. And then we're going to move into emotional intelligence and we'll stay there until we ride this horse home. But tomorrow's the night. And it's good because it's Friday. And we may uh, we may do some some different things on Friday because we're supposed to have a storm anyway. We're locked in together. But we're going to deal with what's the dangers of not taking this into self-awareness. And I'll just give you a heads up. Pride, being unteachable, closed off, lacking discipline. And we're going to eat that for dinner tomorrow night together 8 p.m. see you here same time same station I love y'all you were a wonderful audience on tonight to be with I see a lot of the notes coming up I gave you a mini quiz at the beginning and you all answered those questions perfectly so I know that you have been consciously aware of what we're teaching on here and how we are taking our part in bettering your life um, remember there was one final assessment sent out. Now this is including the emotional intelligence one. That one will probably go on Sunday. So we jumped ahead and we sent you out the, the three 
in one assessment. And that's the one that we're going to use to report to you with a letter when you leave here on the 31st where we are making recommendations and suggestions at. Please get those assessments in. The sooner you get them in, the sooner the coaches and I can meet. We're going to be going over some of them on Saturday together. So those that come in before Saturday, you would definitely have your, your recommendation and your suggestion letter from us. Um, we will even include some session advisement in there. Um, and if you take advantage of it, I'm sure we will even work in a special rate for you because you have committed to this process and submit it to some form of this 30-day process. So we want to continue helping you even after today. All right, let's go ahead and make our declaration to each other. Get those three assessments in. We're assessing levels of depression, if any are there, levels of um, joy you have in your relationship, is, if any is there, and the level of stress that may be in your life, if any exist. So make sure you get those into us as soon as possible. Let's go ahead and speak our affirmation over each other. Ready? Read. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Good night, everyone. God bless you. I love you. Continue to pray for what we're doing here, that we would spread this gospel beyond the borders of what we ever thought or imagined. God bless you all. Have a good night.
Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.